Two Tone the Superstar Ox Nine Podcast. Welcome. This is episode two. Tonight's episode will be called Underdog to Villain. What is an underdog? What is an underdog? An underdog is Andy Ruiz Jr. That's right. That is an underdog. Andy Ruiz Jr., the boxer from Imperial, California recently scored a seventh-round stoppage of Anthony Joshua to win the WBA, WBO, and the IBF world titles. Probably one of the biggest upsets in boxing history. I ask you, what is an underdog? Andy Ruiz is an underdog. Anthony Joshua is from Britain. He was undefeated. I believe he was 22-0, 21 knockouts. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that shit. This past weekend, Andy Ruiz Jr. was a actually a fill-in for another boxer called Baby Jermel Miller. Big Baby, that was the boxer that uh, was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua, but Big Baby was on them fucking steroids. Allegedly. He was eating that contaminated meat. That Canelo was allegedly eaten. Big Baby lost his opportunity to fight Anthony Joshua, Joshua, so they picked Andy Ruiz to fight Anthony Joshua in New York City. Now, Andy Ruiz Jr. looks like me. No six-pack. Young refrigerator stomach. Hairline is about to go. But Andy Ruiz has fucking hands. And he put them hands all in Anthony Joshua's ass. Whooped Anthony Joshua's ass. He hit him behind the ear, actually. He hit him behind the ear. And I don't think Anthony Joshua actually ever recovered from getting that ass hit behind the ear. But that's neither here nor there. Anthony Ruiz Jr. is now the WBA, WBO, and IBF world champion. Heavyweight champion of the world. Nobody gave him a chance in this fight. They basically judged a book by his cover. One of my best friends, Rich Rico, he always championed Andy Ruiz Jr., which is, who's actually a Mexican-American. Um, his previous fights that I saw, he had hands, fast hands, um, fought like a, a welterweight, way he places combinations together. Anthony Joshua's always been known to have a weak-ass chin. He always been known to get his ass whooped and be sleepy. Vladimir Klitschko put Anthony Joshua on his ass about three, I don't know, a couple times. Put his ass on the motherfucking floor a couple times. But Andy Ruiz Jr., um, everybody, if you looked at, if you looked at the weigh-in and you looked at the face-to-face, you thought there's no way that he was going to beat Anthony Joshua. He was the underdog. No way he was going to win. But he believed that he was going to win. Before the fight, he said, I'm going to win. Basically, every fucking fighter says they're going to win. But when you looked in Anthony Ruiz's eye, you could tell there was something special about him. Anthony Joshua was very gracious in defeat. And for some reason, I don't know, it kind of seemed like Anthony Joshua wanted to get that loss under his belt so that he didn't have to deal with that pressure of being undefeated. You got to think, there's a lot of pressure when you're undefeated. Because you have to go out there every night, every time to perform. 
So there's a lot of fucking pressure to be undefeated. And it, it seemed like Anthony Joshua was low-key fucking relieved. It seemed like he was relieved that he got his ass whooped. If you listen, listen to the post, listen to the post-fight interview. He was very gracious in the feet, and he was he was fucking relieved that he got his ass whooped. But underdog. Anna Ruiz was the underdog. America, they love an underdog story. Love an underdog story. Now they're going to place Anthony Ruiz in the triple header fight game between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. If I'm if I'm Deontay Wilder, I immediately cancel my fight against Ortiz because he's fighting Ortiz again. If you follow boxing, if you don't follow boxing, you want some fuck shit. He's about to fight um, King Kong again. Deontay Wilder is. I would immediately cancel that fight and immediately go and fight Luis Ortiz. Now, don't get me wrong. Deontay Wilder will beat the shit out of Luis Ortiz. He will beat the shit out of Luis. Uh, no, he'll beat the shit out of Ruiz. Ruiz. I'm mispronouncing his fucking name. He would beat the shit out of him. Let's be clear. Because Anthony Joshua put, put Ruiz on his ass a couple times in that fight. And Ruiz got up. Now, you're not getting up from a Deontay Wilder punch. Let's be clear. Tyson Fury only got up from that Deontay Wilder punch because the referee, the count was late. The count was late. That's the only reason why he got up. The only fucking reason why he got up. Because the count was late. That was the only reason why. So if I'm Deontay Wilder, I cancel my rematch with Ortiz, and I immediately go fight Ruiz. Then I go beat Tyson Fury ass. That's what I do. Um, Ruiz is also repped by Al Heyman. I did see him say, uh, thank Al Heyman. What does Al Heyman look like? Somebody send me a picture of Al Heyman. He did say thank you to Al Heyman. So I know they fight on the same management. That They're promoted by the same promoter. Let's make that fight happen. We don't want to see the Ortiz fight now. We want to see you fight Ortiz so you can whoop his ass and get all the mother belts. Now, we also see why Anthony Joshua was ducking Deontay Wilder, if you want to be real. We see why the nigga was ducking this nigga like crazy. We can see why he did not want no smoke with the, the bronze bomber. Not one iota of smoke. Nigga did not want no breakfast at Wimbledon. Nigga didn't want no crumpets and tea. He didn't want none of that smoke. We see why now. But shout out um, Andy Ruiz Jr. Um, from Imperial, California. I could be wrong. Uh, Mexican-American. I know all my Latino, my Mexicans are happy as shit uh, that he won. Our friend Rich Rico, that he, I believe he's the first um, Mexican heavyweight champion in, a, in history. That's big, man. That is big. And salute Andy Reese because he changed his life forever, man. After he won, there was a lot of people on Facebook um, doing think pieces and we don't give a fuck about your thing pieces, man. Just be happy that this man changed his life. Just be happy that this man changed his life, dog. We don't need to hear no what this could have happened. We ain't trying to hear none of that shit, man. We ain't trying to hear nothing. We just happy and we positive that Andy Maurice went to cooking. But underdog to villain. 
underdog to villain. Think about that for a minute. Drake was an underdog. Yes, Drake was an underdog. I remember back a long time ago, I forgot what year it was. It might have been 2006, 2007. I don't know the year. When Drake first came out. Educate me on when Drake first came out. But the people that put me onto Drake were backpack rappers. If you want to keep it 100, backpack rappers put me onto Drake. Backpack rappers are fake, fake woke niggas. Fake conscious niggas. Some of them's real, real conscious dudes or fake conscious dudes, but them dudes put me on to Drake. So Drake was making that kind of, I don't believe he was even making that kind of backpack. He was like, I could be wrong. Drake's favorite rapper is Fonte from Little Brother, but Drake was underdog, heavy underdog. People loved Drake when he was an underdog, loved him, championed him. But I remember when Drake stepped out, um, stepped out that limo with every other rapper from Young Money. I believe he stepped out right after Little Twist and Chucky. What the fuck happened to Chucky? Cash Money, oh Chucky Money, allegedly. Little Twist is over there high on crack, allegedly. Respectfully, we need to find out what happened to Twist and Chucky, but. When Drake stepped out of that limo with that song, with that little Wayne song, you love her, you love me, blah, blah, blah. And Drake was wearing the glasses. I think at that moment, the backpackers still loved Drake at that moment because he was an underdog. They still loved him. Some hits start coming. Drake start making hit records, start giving other people hit records. Drake's popularity rises. He starts getting number one hit singles, not number one hit singles, number one albums. And as soon as his popularity grew higher and higher and higher, he turned into the villain. Turned into the villain from underdog to villain. A.K.A. you are a fucking hater. You can be an underdog, then the haters will turn you into a villain because you got too popular. Underdog to villain. Kendrick Lamar, underdog. Kendrick Lamar, underdog. Kendrick Lamar dropped to Pimp a Butterfly. Classic album. Worldwide perception is it's not a classic. They don't think that is a classic Kendrick album. That album will be a classic down the line. It, to Bimp a Butterfly will be a classic album because it is going to age very well. Um, it was kind of ahead of its time. When you think about the content, make sure you get to Bimp a Butterfly. Kendrick Lamar, to me, by him dropping that album second right after Good Kid, Mad City, he missed the villain hate. He was still underdog. Kendrick has done a great job in his career to remain the underdog. Still, when Kendrick drops his album, he will be considered an underdog because the last album, Damn, to me, was a pop album, in my opinion. Damn was a pop album, but 
he didn't drop that album second. He dropped to Pimp a Butterfly, which had eliminated the villain hate. J. Cole. J. Cole went from underground underdog to villain. He started getting hate. Yes, J. Cole, when he started making hits, records with TLC, he started getting hate. A lot of people still hate on J. Cole. They, they say that you can't wake up to his music. I like J. Cole. But J. Cole started making underground albums where he, I think after Forest Hill Drive, he didn't give a fuck about a hit record. He was saying, I have my, my core fan base. I love my core fan base. I fuck with my core fan base. I'm going to make music for them. He's no longer getting hated on as the villain. He's still the underdog role. Drake, Jay-Z, um, 50 Cent. <laughs> I remember people love 50 Cent. I remember people loved 50 when he was um when he was dropping the G Unit mixtapes with Yayo Yo and, and uh Buck and Banks. I remember they loved 50 Cent. Until 50 started making hits, then he became the villain from underdog to villain. Underdog to villain. When you get too popular, when you get too popular and you get too popping, people are going to hate on you. It is just natural. It is just natural. When you become popular, if you stay at a steady course and you don't become too popular or you don't make that much money, people are going to hate on you. Steph Curry, they love Steph Curry. Love Steph Curry when he was just the dude from Davidson, lanky dude, hitting threes. But as soon as Steph Curry started winning NBA championships, the hate came from underdog to villain. LeBron James. King James. Oh, they love LeBron James. Love that nigga, man. Nigga from Akron. First went to Cleveland. Dunking on niggas. Dominating the league. Cooked in his first game in Sacramento. Was balling. LeBron got tired of getting his ass whooped in uh, Cleveland. No free agents would come to Cleveland. They got tired. He got tired. So he was like, you know what? I never went to college. I never went to college. I grew up in Cleveland. I need to get to Miami. I need to take my talents to Miami so I can be with my big bro, which was D-Wade. And Chris Bosh came along for the ride. I heard that was actually supposed to be that was actually supposed to be Carmelo that was supposed to be on that team, but he never he never went on that team. But as soon as LeBron made the decision, now you got to think, LeBron did every fucking thing that a regular free agent does. And I know y'all probably going to search my Facebook history and be like, Tone used to hate on LeBron. Yeah, I used to hate on LeBron. But me and LeBron, me and LeBron have personal beef. Not personal beef. I mean, he he probably don't know. He probably doesn't know that me and him have beef because he don't know two-tone superstar. But I remember that night that me and LeBron got beef. Quick story. So All-Star Weekend, I believe it was 2009 in Phoenix. Um, Rich Rico's there. It was at the Club Mist out here in Phoenix, Arizona. 
um, All-Star Weekend, All-Star Party. I believe it was the uh, D-Wade party. So get in this, go upstairs, see Derrick Rose, see all kind of NBA players up there drinking that. Um, they was on them, it was on that Incredible Hawks, man. That's when the Hennessy and Incredible Hawks is popping, man. They, it was all over that shit. Niggas drunk. See D-Wade. Uh, somebody tried to give D-Wade a mixtape. D-Wade instantly did not want mixtape hands, threw that shit away. He said, keep your fucking mixtape away from me. That's a true story. One of you local niggas, one of you local rappers tried to give D-Wade a mixtape, and he said, don't give me that shit. That's a true story. But LeBron James in the club. Now, if you think about it, LeBron, I seen him and his uh, girl, Savannah, wife, Savannah. They're in the club. She's pregnant. I'm wondering if she, I'm wondering if she was pregnant with Bronny at the time when they was in the club. That's crazy. Or the second youngest boy. It could have been the second youngest boy, but she was fucking pregnant. So Mist, you know, Mist used to have stairs. So the back stairs, not them other stairs, the other back stairs. So LeBron's coming up, coming up the stairs, right? He got his pregnant wife. They get up the stairs. You know, at that time, I was a supporter of LeBron. I was a super supporter of LeBron. I see LeBron like, yo, King James. What up, nigga? This nigga, LeBron, I, push, I, I put my hand out. This nigga, LeBron, didn't even shake my hand, bro. Didn't even shake my hand, bro. Just kept walking. So ever since then, I had to hate for LeBron because I felt if that was Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant would have shook my hand, bro. Kobe Bryant would have been a real nigga, would have said, yo, Vanessa, chill out. I know this big nigga ride for me. Let me go shake this nigga hand. That's what he would have did. LeBron, I felt LeBron's on some whole ass nigga shit. It might be a misunderstanding. That's a conversation for me and LeBron to have one day. Me and LeBron got to have that conversation one day. But LeBron, underdog to villain, went to Miami. LeBron became the fucking villain. From that time, he became the villain. You got to think. In Miami, he had his most success, two-time champion, back-to-back champion. LeBron, Miami, was different. He was different. That's that's probably the best version of LeBron ever outside of the 2018 LeBron. 2018 LeBron is amazing. Look at the number. That 2018 LeBron's playoff run was crazy. But Miami LeBron was different. Most success, being with Miami, he became the villain. Most success equals popularity. When you get popular, you get the most hate. Underdog to villain. Little Nas X, the little guy that makes the Old Town Road Old Town Road song. When the Old Town Road song with Billy Ray Cyrus. When he first came out, even though I believe that he is an industry plant, I believe that he was signed a long time ago. Record label just pushed, they just orchestrated all that. That's neither here nor there. When he first came out, everybody rallied behind Lil Nas X because he made a country record and the country people was not trying to have him on them country fucking charts. They were not trying to have this nigga on the charts at all. Everybody rallied behind him. You know why? Because he's an underdog. He's the underdog at this point. Old Town Road becomes the number one song in the country. Number one Billboard song in the country. 
Now he is the villain. I am seeing people, grown men are hating on this man. And this man makes songs for the kids. Underdog to villain. Now, now Little Nas X is getting hated on. And Little Nas X is not trying to be a lyricist. Little Nas, Little Nas X is trying to make billboard hits. That's what he does. He's trying to make billboard hits from underdog to villain. Always remember, when you get popular and you get popping, niggas are always going to end up hating on you, man. They always going to end up hating on you, man. Nipsey Hussle, underdog to villain. It's different. Nipsey still had a lot of love when he was here. He was still ascended. But the nigga that murdered him turned him to a villain because he was too popular, man. They hated on Nip. Just hating. Just haters. From underdog to villain. That's a real thing. You got to be prepared for that, man. You have to be prepared for that. As you get more popular, even in your job, even in the call center, when you start out as a call center agent, you start out as a little agent, barely on the floor. You work your way up, you go on a job, you being on time, you keeping all your numbers straight, you get promoted. There's going to be somebody in there that's hating on you, man, saying, yo, that should be me. That should be me. From underdog to villain. It works in all phases of life, man. All phases. The nigga that's in high school, the, the nigga in high school ain't getting no hoes, ain't getting no bitches. No hoes, no bitches. Now you out of high school, you got you a beard, you got you a neck tattoo, you got you a sponge haircut where you get a sponge and you do your hair. Now niggas hating on you because you getting all the hoes. From underdog to villain. From underdog to villain. That shit is fucking real. Floyd Mayweather. Not going to speak on Floyd Mayweather. Not going to speak on him. Let's get into some quick hits. Tracy Morgan reportedly involved in a car accident in a Bugatti he only had for 15 minutes. What the fuck is Tracy Morgan doing? This nigga just had a, a car accident with Walmart. Nigga survived. Now he in Bugatti's hit niggas' cars. Nigga had the car for 15 minutes. Why do you need a Bugatti? Like, seriously, why do you need a Bugatti? Because you can buy one. Shut up. You broke ass nigga. Fuck y'all, man. Why do you need a fucking Bugatti? You don't even need a damn Bugatti. I've never seen a nigga walk up and go to the dealership. I need a Bugatti. That's that miseducation of the Negro shit. Real nigga trying to get him a young Saturn. Throw some 20s on the young Saturn. Trying to do something, man. Fuck that, man. Okay, quick hits. Chief Keefe's 43-year-old baby mama is accusing him of owing $500,000 in child support. One of Chief Keefe's nine baby mamas is claiming that he owes her a hefty bag in child support, and now she wants a judge to intervene. According to court docs that were retained by Blast, 43-year-old Erica Early claims Chief Keefe is way behind in child support for the child, and about 
at about half a million dollars. Early as that Chief Keefe is once again in civil contempt for violating a court order. She claims he is refusing to make $10,713 a month in support payments and currently owns currently owes $471,910 plus interest. Now she wants a judge to now she wants a judge to be involved. Uh, blah, 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 blah. What the fuck? Why do you need $10,000 a month in child support? What the fuck are you doing with that? What's wrong with you women? What's wrong with y'all? Y'all just going to be at the, at, at the international day party? In the promoter section? With some nappy-ass twist? And I say that respectfully. What do you need $10,000 a month in child support for? Chief Keith probably don't even make that much money off his music, man. Somebody check Chief Keith's uh, net worth. Why that brother got to pay $10,000 a month child support? Seriously. A month? You don't need that much money to take care of your kid. Get him some good shoes. Get him with Jordans. What you buying? A Balenciaga's? <clears throat> what you getting a little nigga some Balenciaga slides? Like, seriously. This shit got to stop, man. We need a court system. Yeah, we have family law. But we need something else dedicated to the bullshit. No way in fucking hell a nigga got to pay $10,000 a month in fucking child support. But you also need to take care of your fucking kids. Now, I don't know their situation. I don't know they I don't know their situation at all. He may be in his kid's life. But damn, a nigga don't need um a nigga don't need $10,000 a month child support. You already got EBT buying all the name brand cereal. First day of the month, the cart hella full. Hella full with snacks. No more bag cereal. You getting that almond milk? The name brand version? The silk? Not even unsweetened? <laughs> You're not even getting the unsweetened kind. You're getting the, you getting the regular almond milk. You don't need $10,000 a month child support. Come on, baby girl. Chief Keith probably not even making that much money on his music, man. That's some bullshit, man. Jesus. Okay, KFC. Kentucky Fried Chicken is now selling fried chicken skin. You heard that correct. KFC is now selling fried chicken skin. Nigga, that's fire. I text my girl that today, and she said, the skin the best part. I said, you damn right. Skin is the best part of KFC. I'm not mad, but that's still some fuck shit, man. That is still some fuck shit. They said they only they only rolling this out in a couple parts of the world where they selling the chicken skin. 
Niggas can order a 12-piece chicken skin, jet skin. Add me some ranch. You dip that skin in that ranch. Now the meal's on fire. Now the meal's popping. KFC, you got to fucking chill, man. All right, y'all. Thank y'all, man. I'm out of here. I want to say I want everybody to make sure. Um, oh, man. Cardi B. Cardi B. Come on, man. Cardi B. I love you, Cardi, but damn. I love Cardi B. But it seemed like every time Cardi B flop, man. Seemed like every time Cardi B flops. She goes on Instagram, takes off her makeup, and does a rant. And lets the occur go. Occur! Seems that's what she does. Press, that song Press, is not fire. Press is not fire. Them last couple Cardi records, I don't know. They have not been fire. They have not been fire. Cardi B... It might be over. It might be. It might be over. It might be over. But um, if you guys got that app, that app called Netflix, um, I want you guys to uh, make sure you watch that new documentary called "When They See Us" um, by Ava DuVernay. Yeah, Ava uh, DuVernay. Uh, when they see us, it's about the uh, Central Park Five. Um, great documentary. Uh, I just want you guys to see it. Um, Jarrell Jerome, uh, plays Corey Wise. He just gave a, a great, great performance. Jarrell Jerome, he's going to dominate the entire award season. If he doesn't, if